here with Autumn Calabrese. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks. How are you? I'm great. First of all, um, you know, I, I, I watch you on Instagram. You just turned 40. How's that feel? Feels good. 40 feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know some people dread it and they're like, oh my God, I actually dreaded 30. Like I was so like, oh my God, I don't want to be 30. It seems so old. And then my 30s ended up being such great years that I was like, oh, I'm going to do 40. See, I like that. I like that. I like that. Because I'm, I'm in my mid 40s. And it's so interesting how I feel like in my life, my 40s have been better than any other, than my 30s, than my 20s. And I'm in better shape now than I was in my 30s and 20s. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, my 30s were, like I said, my 30s were great for me. My career took off some of the best shape of my life. But I still feel like, I still feel all those things. I feel like my career is going great and I still have so much more that I want to do and bring to people to help them on their fitness and their health and wellness journey. And I feel really good and strong at 40. So, I mean, I'm, I'm only, what, six-ish months into it? But it yeah. feels good so far, especially given the circumstances. Was there a defining moment in your career in the 30s where you were like, okay, that was the moment where I popped and started really get traction in this industry. Yeah, there was, well, there was a couple. So the, the day I got my Beachbody contract, that was the first one because I really didn't know if it was coming or not. I had interviewed with the company three months earlier. And while they said they were interested in me, they didn't like say, yes, this is a for sure going ahead. It was like a, we'll be in touch. And so I was just kept checking my email for like 500 times a day. Like, are they in touch? And I had all but given up hope. And I got my contract at 10 PM on a Friday night. <laughs> and uh, like out of the blue, there was no phone call saying like, Hey, we're about to send this contract. And when I read it and I read the terms, um, I called my dad crying and which was probably mean to do because he was in, lived in Ohio at the time. So he was three hours ahead. So it was like one in the morning and I'm crying and he's like, what's wrong. And, uh, I, <laughs> that was the first moment where I was like, nothing's wrong for the first time. Like, I feel confident that me and Dominic are going to be okay. Like so, that I'm gonna be able to take care of him. So what were you doing before that? I was a personal trainer and don't get me wrong. I did very well as a personal trainer. I had a six figure income, but I worked 14 hours a day. Like there's only so many people you can help when you work seeing people in person. You, you can only charge so much. I'm not the person that's going to go rip somebody off. Yeah. And you can only, there's only so many hours in a day. So I was working six days a week, 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, and you know, my son was two. So I felt like I was missing out on so much. And how, how, what age did you feel like he started feeling that? Or did Beachbody happen before that? Till he got to an age where he realized you weren't around as much? He was about three and a half or four when I signed with Beachbody. And that took me on a different trajectory in terms of being around and not being around. So I don't, I don't know if he ever fully has known anything other than mom works like crazy. And he has, I actually think he expresses it more now at 11 and 12 than he did as a kid. As a kid, it was just sort of like, 
you know, he's a kid. He's just playing, whatever. If he's getting to have fun in the day, that's all he really cared about. But it's more now where he'll be like, you know, what do you mean you have a trip? Or can't you be done working yet? Or things like that. Like he's much more aware. Of course, once I, I am you. working, he wants nothing to do with me. He's on video games. <laughs> but uh, he just wants to know I'm available to him if he should want to. Interact. Of course, my son does that to my wife right now. And he's only four. Yeah. You know, doesn't care if she's there, but if she's not there, wait a minute, hold up, something's wrong. I need yeah. you here yeah. so I cannot pay attention to you. <laughs> yeah, I, need, I just need you in my space to feel good. Um, but that was, yeah, that was the first time. I think the next time it really like, oh my gosh, my career is taking off was actually uh, the day we launched 21 Day Fix, my first fitness program with Beachbody. I went out to dinner that night with about six or seven of my friends and we're sitting at dinner and the head of product development calls me and uh, she played a joke on me, which was mean, but funny at the time. And she was like, Hey, you know, cause I had been waiting all day for some sort of update about how it was going. And she's like, Hey, I just want you to know, like, it's really not doing what we thought it was going to do. We're going to have to maybe go in and do some filming and some pickup to try to make this better or something. And I like my heart sank and I'm at the table with my friends trying not to cry. Like, Oh my God, I just spent a year working on this and it's flopping. And she starts laughing and she's like, I'm kidding. You're crushing it. And I was like, what? Like, don't do that. And they, um, I end up seeing our CEO post right after that on, and it was Facebook at the time. Instagram wasn't even really a thing. Yet. Yeah. He posted on Facebook, uh, 21 days fix is sold in the first eight hours, what we projected for it to sell in the first month. Wow. And by the end of the first week, we had sold, I think what they had projected for it to sell in the first three months. And then we were sold out and we were on back order for two months because this was when it was still DVDs. Oh, that's right. You so, know, yeah. let me, let me, let me ask you this. I, Cause for me, for me, I've never been a workout person off a DVD or stream and I still have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Uh, do you, are you getting that people, that why are you getting that people were more easily like they would watch a DVD and do a workout than streaming or vice versa or more people streaming? Um, I think it's more people streaming now, but I think the times have changed so much. I mean, look, I was, I was probably similar to you before I signed with Beachbody. I was a gym rat. Like you go to the gym, that's where all the equipment is. You, 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 you need all of that to get a really good workout. And when I signed with Beachbody and was asked to create workouts to go along with my nutrition program, and these were workouts people had to do at home and they could only use dumbbells and it couldn't even use a big variety. It's actually where my knowledge and my creativity was pushed to level up. Like, Hey, you don't mm. have all of this available to you. So how are you going to really use the science to make it work? And, um, once I started doing that and realizing hey, wait a minute, the more you tap into like the powerful exercises that work and you don't really rely so much on the gimmicky machines and things like that, yeah, there's a lot that can be done. And now, I mean, even before COVID, you'd be hard pressed to get me back at the gym because I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't want to drive there and I don't want to have to talk to people while I'm at the gym. I just want to get my workout in, be done and go about my day. And that's my thing. This is where I'm at in mine, you know, I've lost, because of sugar-free, I've lost like 15 pounds. 
20 pounds, but now I just want to get super lean, not necessarily ripped, but lean where I'm hard. Yeah. And can doing a workout without like weights, I mean, just with dumbbells, get you to the point where you're hard everywhere? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. If you're, look, if you're lifting properly, one with proper form, proper load, so you're going to need some dumbbells, right? You're not going to lift fives and necessarily get hard, especially because you're a guy. Like, but if you've got a set of weights, a couple sets of weights, and you're lifting and you're training properly, like, not just doing, you know, the same bicep curls every single day, but really training your body. Yeah, I've got several workout programs that only use dumbbells that you'd be, you know, I, well, you said you've seen my Instagram. So like, yep. there are people that get absolutely shredded, muscle definition, like all lean, all of the things. So yeah. Okay. So I'm new. I'm new to Beachbody World. Okay. And you know, I, I eat well. I, I, I do cardio. I do my Peloton. I do, I run, but I want to incorporate weights and body movement to it. Which program would I start with you guys or with you? Have you lifted in the past? Like, do you have a solid foundation of how to use like how to lift? Yes. The problem is I play college football. So my muscle mass memory is crazy. So I have to go really light or I get bulky and I don't want to be bulky. Got it. Yeah. I would say 80 day obsession, which is mine. And that's six days a week. There is, um, there is a cardio day in there. So it's five days of lifting, one day of cardio and you get a rest day. So I would say that, or I would say the master's hammer and chisel, which is myself along with Sagi. Now Sagi is a bodybuilder, but you alternate between his workout, my workout, his workout, my workout. And, uh, it's, just weights like i mean you're going to get some cardio in there too but like it's a lot of weight so i would say one of those two if you're looking to get really defined but not bulk up yes yes so 80 day what was the first one 80 day obsession okay okay i i'm gonna hit that i'm gonna hit that i gotta do that one uh for you i know you competed um what is the mental state to get to that level because i look at these people that compete and i go it takes a certain person that can do that to have their mind trained where they could eat like that all the time. What is the drive behind that? Is it to win the competition or is it just to see if you can do it? For me, it's both. It was both. It was, I won't show up on stage presenting anything less than my best effort because that, and maybe this is a bad attitude to have about it, but that to me is embarrassing. Like, yeah, no, why I got would, you. Why would I step on stage and not pres- put my best foot forward? And I, it, like, I'm a, I was a competitive dancer, right? So, like, mm-hmm. I was already mentally trained in some ways to compete, right? To get on a stage and put on a performance and compete. I also um, just have a super competitive personality. I know you said you have a, an addictive personality or, like, an all-in yeah. So when you go all in, you go all in. I'm really competitive. And my coach at the time tapped into that very early on in my training. And um, I was struggling one day. Like I was tired because I was working. Remember, I was working 12 to 14 hours at the gym on my feet Mm. training people. And I still had to get in two to three hours of my own workouts. I was a single mom with a two-year-old. Like 
I was tired. So there was one day I was training and I was just, I was not moving as fast as he felt I should be moving. And he looked at me and he said, for every hour you spend in this gym, there's another girl willing to spend an extra hour. Are you willing to let her out train you? And as soon as he asked me that, are you willing to let her out train you? I was like, nope, sure I'm not. Sure I'm not willing to let, like, I just always want to be the hardest worker. No, I got you. You might out, you might beat me because you just have a different, um, like aesthetic than I do. Like some people put on muscle significantly easier than I do. I actually have a really hard time putting on muscle mass. So the first competition I ever did, I stepped on stage, I took six. I came in too small compared to the other girls. Like it didn't matter how hard I trained. I needed more time and to eat. I needed to eat even more. And I was already eating 2,200 calories a day. Like I couldn't eat any more rice or potatoes than I was eating, but that's my mentality is like, I, I have that all in fight till the finish. Nobody's going to outwork me mentality. So that's my brain is just once I start, that's it. Okay. So, so now that's your 40 and, and moving forward. I mean, has your body gone through things where it's like, you know, since I'm getting older, I can't do this like I used to be able to do it. Or has that not hit you yet? Because you're in such good shape. I will say this. My body has gone through hell and back in the last five years. Okay. And that has more to do with, I was, I found out, I started having issues when I was 35. I didn't know what they were. It took about two and a half years for me to get diagnosed with some pretty severe food sensitivities. But because it took so long for a doctor to find it, even though I was seeing every specialist there was, um, by the time I was diagnosed with my food sensitivities, I was, I was malnourished. That's what mm. I was considered. My vitamins, my minerals, they were gone. My adrenals were tapped. So, and that was part of what was happening was like, I was eating normal amount of food and I kept losing weight and I was starting to look sick and we couldn't figure out why. And um, it turns out like, hey, you're eating super healthy, but your body has so much inflammation inside, you're not absorbing anything. But there's a, there's a cascade of effects that happen when you're not absorbing vitamins and minerals. Your hormones get thrown out of whack. Mm. So my testosterone, yes, ladies, we do have testosterone and we do need some of it. It plummeted. So even though I was working out as hard as I had been, my muscle definition went away. I just, I was soft no matter what. It was like, no matter how hard I trained, no matter how clean I ate. And that has been something I've, I don't even, I don't like the word battle because it just is what it is. My body is going through the healing process. It took a, it took a good year and a half to get my vitamins back up. But even now it's still like, and I've eliminated the foods that I'm sensitive to, but um, that I will say I've noticed is that I don't, get as lean and tight as I used to. Gotcha. Frustrating because I probably train just as hard, if not harder. And I don't quite get the tightness in the abs like I used uh, to. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Now I want to talk about the gut really quick because yeah. I know you're knowledgeable about that. I hear the word thrown around all the time. I see these little commercials where they're like, this will clean out your gut in three minutes and this will do this and this will do that. What is the real deal behind the gut and what is the right way to approach it? 
So our gut is more like, first of all, what people have to realize is gut health is really an emerging science. Okay. Probably like the last 20 years, but if you really like, I would say the last 20 years among like doctors, researchers, even though, yes, there was probably some studying going on before that, like real significant number of studies is probably more in the last 10 to 20 years. But for us, it's like for it being out in the public, it's probably been more like the last five or six years, maybe seven. Um, and it's be, the more we learn about it, the more our gut is being deemed our second brain because so much happens. We have such a symbiotic relationship with the bacteria in our gut. Like people don't really, I think they don't realize just how much it impacts our overall health. And one, how resilient it is given all that we do to our gut, like all the times we take antibiotics when maybe it's not absolutely necessary. When you take antibiotics, it's like dropping napalm on your bacteria. It doesn't just kill the bad ones. It kills everything. Mm -hmm. um, the, the overuse of NSAIDs, so things like Tylenol and ibuprofen, that wreaks havoc on your gut. Alcohol consumption in large amounts, highly processed foods in large amounts, all of that stuff can diminish the variety of gut bacteria that you have. And variety is really important. One of the biggest things that you can do to help your gut bacteria, and this I learned from one of my uh, doctor friends who's really leading the way, Dr. Bill uh, Bullschwitz, um, is have a variety of plants. And when I say a variety, he says you have to have a minimum of 30 different plants a week. Huh. It seems overwhelming when you say that. But if you think about, okay, I ate a bunch, you know, bunch of different vegetables. I know you don't eat fruit, but a bunch of different fruit. Or if you go, okay, well, if you're getting the, your carbs in balance from rice or potatoes or quinoa, things like chickpeas, beans, lentils, you can actually hit 30 different plants pretty easily in a week. Okay, so. so not so as hard as you think. What is, what is then, I, what is this cleaning out the gut? Is that something you should do? Because you hear these commercials with like, clean out all the bad out your, because they compare it to like um, a tube that's clogged. And they're like, oh, you need to clean out the gut and get all this gross stuff out of it. Is that true? Not true? Should we believe that? Um, I'm not really sure what that's referencing, like clean it out. Well, you know, they got this, they got, they got this. Yeah, like uh, they do like a colon flush and get out the bad stuff. And you know, if you're constipated and not going to the bathroom, that's not great. But you got to be really careful of those things that say, like, clean you out. Really, the <laughs> best thing that you can do. No, by the way, I don't know. I don't want to be getting cleaned out um, and not know when you're going to need to be near a toilet kind of thing. That's Yeah. I really think the best approach is just a healthy one, right? Like, don't go for a quick fix, you guys. It doesn't work. You've got to just put in the work. It's eating healthy consistently, drinking enough water, getting enough rest, not being overly chronically stressed all the time. Like these are the things that affect your gut and the health of your gut. And then that impacts the rest of your body. I mean, more than 70% of our serotonin is actually made in our gut. So like that's mm. your happy hormone. Imagine if things are like a mess in there and then people wonder why they struggle with so many, and I'm not saying it was the only reason for people to have anxiety or depression or anything like that. That's like a whole thing in and of itself, but it can't possibly help. So, so is there anything besides the 30 vegetables? Because I, I hear like a lot of people should take probiotics maybe. 
for your gut. Do you believe in that or no? Yeah, look, you can, but here's the thing. If you don't change what you're eating, it doesn't really matter because what the probiotic is the good bacteria. So if you put the good bacteria in, but you don't give it the food that it needs to survive, it won't survive. And what it needs is a prebiotic. And a prebiotic is basically like our bacteria live on fiber. Like that's one of the big things that they eat. So getting more fiber, not like a Metamucil type fiber, but like a real plant fiber, that's what feeds them. So it, it can't be a one, you know, I hear so often, it's like, just take your probiotics and you'll be yeah. okay. But if you're still eating all the processed junk food and you're really feeding the bad bacteria and not the good bacteria, then the bad bacteria are going to be way out of balance up here, having more of the bad and less of the good. But when you switch it and you eat more healthy whole foods and a lot less processed sugary foods, the good gut bacteria has the ability to grow and flourish. Got you. Uh, I know on your podcast, we talked about social media. So I want to talk to you about social media. How does it affect... Because look, we're all human. Does it ever get to you? Maybe a, if somebody leaves a mean comment and now you have a son that really is probably into social media too. How do you balance that? How people affect you personally and then how people can affect your son through social media? I will say it's definitely been harder this last year. This last year has felt like this really overwhelming negative space. Like despite trying to put out really positive information and stuff to help people and things like that, I think given all that's going on in the world, people are in a darker place, a um, want to take their frustration out on anybody and everybody feeling like it's their place or it's okay to be really judgmental. Um, my thought is this, if you don't like what I have to say, don't follow me. Right. Like 100%. I personally could not imagine, couldn't imagine scrolling Instagram, seeing somebody post something that I don't like and actually taking time out of my day to comment and tell them I don't like it. That's just me, but I don't really get it. I really don't. Like I just, I, I mean, there's plenty of things I see where I'm like, come on. Or like, oof, maybe don't dress like that, but okay. Yeah. But it's not my place to tell them don't dress like that. It's not my place to say, I think your nutrition theory is, or what you're selling is a load of crap. Like that's, I just don't need to follow them. I don't need to buy what they're selling. So um, I have noticed, and I've talked about this a little bit on social media. I've been off of it a little bit. Like I'm not, not saying off of it completely, but I, I notice I definitely don't go on it as much as I had in the past because it hasn't felt as fun and light and happy as yeah. it used to. I'm really careful because of my son, because he is on social media and like people are crazy. They say crazy things. So oh, I'm, yeah. like, I'll, first of all, if somebody says something crazy about my son or directed in that way, mama, mama bear does come out. Okay. Like mama bear comes out because I want people to know very quickly that that's not tolerated. You don't, yeah. you just don't do that. I also, depending on what the comment is, I will delete it. Like if it's, you know, cause by the way, I'm a woman. Guys have made some pretty inappropriate comments on the pictures. I don't need my son to see that. Like, he is so protective at 12 years old. And like, he has seen stuff in the past and he comes, like, he'll call me if he's with his dad. Mom, 
what does this person, like he's ready to attack. Yeah. So I don't want him to feel like that. So I do, you know, I am very careful about what he sees, what he gets exposed to. And then also just talking to him about like, look, likes don't determine who we are. Likes don't determine what we do. Uh, other like people, the opinions of people that we don't know that we, we have to let that go because it, it just can't be what makes us feel good or bad in the day. And that's not to say that, you know, I get affected by it very quickly. It's um, amazing that you can get 5,000 comments of love and that one negative one is the one you think about, which is crazy. The whole day, right? The whole day. day in an instant because you're just like, how dare they? And I'm going to tell, and you want to say the things, but you can't say the things because then you're like, why are you engaging with somebody you don't even know? You don't even know. I know. <laughs> So what I've done in social media, and this is probably the wrong way to do it. I just look at my feed. Literally, I just look, when I post it, I look at what comes in on mine. So I'm not a big scroller, you know, like even my wife, my wife would be like, I posted something like three days ago. You haven't liked it. I go, oh, because I, I don't look at social media like that because I, I feel like it really does. If you're not strong-minded, it can make you go to a dark place. And you've heard that people, kids get really depressed from yeah. social media, because they see other kids living their best life, which is fake, you know, and it, I, I feel it's this false narrative going on all the time in social media. But, you know, it's very important to what we do, though. So you got to balance that out. For sure. It is. It, it's part of our, like, it's part of my livelihood. Like, infomercials used to be the way we talked about our programs. There's no infomercials anymore. That, that business doesn't really exist the infomercial world kind of has moved over to social media in its own version, if you will. Like you have to talk about your product. You have to talk about what you do. You have, you know, you just, you have to be out there. It is part of the job. And on one hand, I do love it. Like I love interacting with my fans and hearing about the success stories and, and helping people. But like you said, it's that one comment that can just really hit you the wrong way. Oh yeah. And ruin oh, yeah. <laughs> so what let me ask you what is the um when you see people jump into fitness what is the biggest first mistake people make when they jump into a program or jump into nutrition okay so there's probably the one of the biggest ones is thinking that like you're going to work out for a day or two and have some big extreme results <laughs> yeah. right like they do like a workout or two and they're like lifting their shirt up to see if there's abs and i'm like it takes time. You know, they, they want, we are, um, we're such a, I want it right now society. Oh, yeah. we don't have patience to even go through the entire process of following a program. And it's like, if you didn't drop 10 pounds in the first week, you're like, Oh, it doesn't work. <laughs> Forget it. Or same thing. Like, Oh, I ate healthy for three days and the scale didn't move. So forget it. It doesn't work. And you're like, wait a minute, give your body a second to adjust to what you're doing. There's so many things that happen. So sometimes it takes time for the body to let go. Um, so I think that one, that like all that, that it has to happen right now mentality is probably the biggest mistake that we make. We don't give something the chance to work. Got you. So now a personal question about me. I'm trying to lose like the last 10 pounds. Okay. Nutrition wise, I feel like food I'm on like, I think I'm killing it on the food side. 
work outside, it's kind of like, is it more cardio? Is it more weights? You know, like what is, because we all hit that plateau. I don't think I've hit a plateau, but a qu not a quick fix, but how do I lose this last 10 pounds? What would be the best way to attack this? So it sounds like you said you're doing mostly cardio, right? I, I do some weights, but mostly cardio. Yes. Okay. So my, the way I like to train that I, I know gets the biggest bang for your buck because I also know they use this with like top athletes and, uh, you know, different sports and things like that is it's a type of training called cardio strength training. And there's mm -hmm. a bunch of different ways to do it. And that's usually what I teach in any of my workouts is some version of cardio strength training, which means you're lifting weights and you're using weights. So you're building lean muscle because muscle is going to burn more calories than fat. It also takes up less room in your body than fat. So even if the scale doesn't necessarily move, you can be a lot tighter. So you mm. look smaller and leaner. Um, but you're using weight training and you're also doing it in a manner that keeps your heart rate in a cardio zone at the same time. So and what is a cardio zone? I mean, it really depends on everybody's age, but basically, you know, being slightly out of breath, while, slightly too intensely out of breath. Okay, gotcha. Rising, just depending on how hard you're pushing. I tell people you should be able to get out a sentence without like fully gasping for air, but it should be a little bit challenging to get that full sentence out. Okay, gotcha. You'll know you're in a pretty good cardio zone. Um, but that way you don't have to do like, oh, I had to do an hour of weights and now I got to go do my cardio. It's like, no, like my newest program, Nine Week Control Freak that I just released really takes this to the next um to the next level. Nine, I mean, should I do that one? Nine week control freak? You can absolutely do that one. Just know okay. it's a little more intense, but- um, What are you saying? I don't look intense? Is that no, what you're saying? You said, Hold up, Autumn. Wait a minute. I'm intense. <laughs> I got myself in trouble. That's um, right. No, 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 absolutely. I was just thinking like, if you wanted to go more like weight training specific, this one is like, so three times a week, you do a workout that has three different formats in it. So you do a 12 minute round. It has five different moves in it. So you work your entire body in, in, with these five moves. And the goal is how many times can you get through those five moves in 12 minutes? So it really keeps you on your toes. You don't really get bored because everything's happening so fast, but it's weights. So you're using weights quite a bit. And then the door track, the resistance band. Um, so you do that, you get a 60 second break. So your heart rate should be pretty high during that yeah. period, but you're lifting. So muscles will be burning. You get a 60 second break. Then we go into a heavier lift, like not heavier lift, but like a longer muscle endurance training section for about five or six minutes where we'll focus on specific body parts. So it might be like back and buys, chest and tries, uh, shoulders. You get a minute long break after those intervals. And then we polish you off with Tabata cardio, like, real Tabata cardio for four minutes. So the heart rate's going to shoot back up again. Um, so that's three times a week. Then one time a week we have Tabata inspired cardio. And then once a week we have total body tone where you kind of hit everything as like a polisher day. So, so this is a program, the nine weeks is you work out four times a week? Five. Five. Okay. Okay. I could do that. I can do you that. can do it. Yeah. Huh. I like that one actually. You might like that one better than 80 day obsession. So what weight, what weights do I need? You're going to need a variety. I mean, probably. Okay, so I should do it at my gym, at the gym up here. If you don't have a variety at your house, yes. If you've got, okay. access, yeah, maybe start there. But 
you need light, medium, and heavy weights. Okay, gotcha. It's you. different for everybody, depending on what they use, but you need light, medium, and heavy. All right, I'll let you know when I start, and then I'll show you the difference, yes. if there is any, after oh, there nine will, weeks. If you follow it, there if will be. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, it didn't work. It didn't work. I, I mean, I, don't I, message me on day three. Like, I, I don't look shredded. That's what I'm going to do. Day two, I'm going to be like, what's the deal? This is not working. This is not working. So you got this new program out. Anything else you're jumping into? Oh, gosh. I mean, I feel like I always have a, a million sticks in the fire. Um, so Nine Week Control Freak just launched. I launched something called Off the Wall, which is another version. It's a spinoff version of Nine Week Control Freak that's only weights. It doesn't use some of the other equipment. Um, obviously, if I have my podcast going on, Let's Do Life. And then I just started a new lifestyle website that uh, is called Mood Me. So it's all about mm -hmm. curating the perfect mood for any situation, um, both for men and women. And we cover all the topics, you know, like everything from health and wellness to beauty, fashion, um, fitness. We talk about home decorating, cooking. Like there's a whole section for it's Mood Me Men. So like, real gift guide ideas like what do guys really want for gifts yeah yeah thank you thank you for that because we we need some love too over here listen if i see one more thing that just says barbecue <laughs> I, you know like i try to go like i constantly i'm like what do you buy a guy right like whether it's my dad or your brother or if you're dating somebody and i'm like these lists are terrible <laughs> <laughs> so true so true but we do love to barbecue i just want to let you know you know, don't diss the barbecue, Autumn. You can only buy so much barbecue stuff, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. All right. So, well, thank you for being on the pod. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So fun. I really appreciate it. And your Instagram is what? It's just my name, at Autumn Calabrese. All right. Well, you have a great one, okay? Thank you. You too.